I consider myself a city boy. Now, I realize Ames, Iowa is not a metropolis. But growing up, we had maybe 40,000 residents and 25,000 college students nine months of the year. And just like here, they walk out in front of cars. When I was growing up uh, in town, we grew up in town on the north side, uh, which was about three blocks from the high school, uh, two if you cut through people's yards. Now, my parents own 25 acres north of town that's set on the edge of the Skunk River. That is actually the name of the river. And we would go out there um, during the weekends or whatever and, you know, go sledding or go ice skating. And in the summer, maybe float down the river, have some hot dogs or s'mores on the sandbar. And after four of the five kids were gone, uh, my parents built a bigger house out on this property. I was told it was for the grandkids. There have been lots of gardens and crops on these 25 acres throughout the years, but never any animals except maybe a wild deer, a beaver, or other wild animals that roam central Iowa. So I don't know a lot about farming or raising animals. I say all of this because today is called Good Shepherd Sunday. It's obviously also Mother's Day. Now take a moment and think of all the people who have shepherded you and steered you in the right direction throughout your life. And hopefully your mother is one of these people. And the first week we see the Jewish leaders being bad shepherds. In just over a week, Paul and Barnabas got the whole city to come out and listen to them preach the word of the Lord. Of course the Jewish leaders became jealous of Paul and Barnabas and so they contradicted what Paul said. Moreover, the Jews inside the women of prominence and the leading men of the city to stir up persecution against Paul and Barnabas. This caused uh, Paul and Barnabas to explain that the gospel was necessarily spoken to the Jews first, but then the gospel was to be taken to the Gentiles, to the rest of the world. After they shake the dust from their feet and protest against them, Paul and Barnabas go on to Iconium. Earlier this week at uh, Daily Mass, it was read about how the early Christians were persecuted in Jerusalem. Now persecution is never good, but because of this persecution, they scattered and went out, went out of Jerusalem. And this was all to fulfill the command that Jesus gave to his disciples in Matthew chapter 28. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God used the evil of the persecution of the early Christians in Jerusalem for a good. The, begin the good are beginning to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the world. When God allows evil, he does so because he can bring about a greater good. The cross of Christ and his resurrection proves this in a big way. We have to trust that this is true in the small ways in our own lives. So again, the Jewish people of Antioch were bad shepherds. They were supposed to lead the Gentiles in Antioch to God. But instead they led them away from God, away from Jesus Christ. But again, because of this persecution, the gospel of Jesus began to spread. So decades later, the Apostle John is having a vision. In our second reading, John's vision, he sees a great multitude which no one can count, 
from every nation, race, people, and tongue. All these people stood before the throne and before the Lamb, before Jesus Christ. Again, we are non-Jews, we are Gentiles. We are the ones that John sees in his vision standing before the throne of Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain and has come back to life. In his vision, one of the elders tells John that these are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. Personally, I think there is great distress in every age. I know there are some who think that things are so dire that we are nearing the end of the world, return of Jesus Christ. This may or may not be true. I do agree that we cannot continue down this road of moral decay and loss of identity in Christ indefinitely. Something has to give and change. But are we in the end times? As Catholics, we believe that we entered the final age of time when Jesus died and rose again from the dead. We have been in the end times for the last 2,000 years. Jesus did say, though, that we would not know the day nor the hour. And so we must always be prepared for Jesus' second coming for the end of time. Just like the elders said to John in his vision, we need to let the Lamb, Jesus Christ, shepherd us and lead us to life-giving water. We need to let God wipe away every tear from our eyes. We need to be filled with the joy of Jesus Christ. Why joy? Because we know that while the battle of good and evil rages on, even in our own souls, Jesus Christ has already won the war over evil. Good really does triumph. Jesus Christ in the Gospel says that his sheep know his voice. So if we don't hear his voice, we might not be one of his sheep. And where can we hear God's voice? We can hear God's voice in the Bible and in the teachings of the Catholic Church. So that means, do we spend time reading the Bible? Do we spend time reading the Catechism of the Catholic Church? Do we spend time reading other things that teach us about the truth of Jesus Christ? Now it is a noisy world. God does not and will not compete with the noise of the world. God is almost always found in the silence. The doubt and beauty of the teachings of Jesus Christ usually cannot be expressed in a short quote, a soundbite, or a Facebook or an Instagram post. Therefore, we must spend time in prayer. We must spend time reading and learning not just what the truth is that Jesus teaches to the Catholic Church, but also why Jesus teaches what he does. So we need to know the what and the why. We need to all dive into St. Pope John Paul II's Theology of the Body. When we start with the teaching that each one of us has a unique human rational soul breathed into us by God at the moment of conception, and that we are loved, desired, and wanted by God because we are His precious sons and daughters, we will begin to understand the infinite worth of each and every person, including ourselves. When we start with the teaching that sex is supposed to be for the strengthening of the bond between husband and wife, and even more so for the beginning and raising up of children, then all the teachings of the Catholic Church on sex and marriage are just extrapolations from these two teachings. Jesus loves you. He wants to be your shepherd. He wants you to hear his voice. So allow him to do just that. 
Allow him to shepherd and lead you. Shepherd and lead you to great truth and joy.